Welcome to the Next Level Business Podcast for entrepreneurs who are looking to take their business and wealth to the next level. Guys, welcome back to the Next Level Business Podcast, where we're all about building wealth through the three pillars, business, real estate, and stocks, and where we do deep dives in each one of those categories, and we do interviews with people that have gone before us and are successful in those areas. And I am your host, Shane Mara, and today I'm flying solo. Uh, Josh is out of town on vacation, but the show must go on. So uh, I have got a special guest with us today. So if you guys know, I do fractional CFO work. If you've listened for long enough, you've heard us talk about that. And one of the companies that I work for is uh, for Draper Construction. And I have the business owner with us today. And he's got an amazing story. But I'm going to segue over to you, Randy. Thanks for being on the show. You bet. Thanks, Shane, for having me. I'm excited to be here and can't wait to see what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So one of the things that you've got an amazing history, you've done a lot of things in your career and that's why I wanted to have you on because it's, it's, it's been diverse, but you got a lot of great stories about uh, how do you be successful just in life and business. And I wanted to peel that back a little and, and share that with some folks. And I just think they'll get some inspiration out of it. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I, well, I do too. I, I hate the fact that all of my, my, uh, shortcomings and uh, trials and tribulations can be an encouragement to others. <laughs> well, you got <laughs> a lot I'm of happy, successes. I'm too. happy to pay the price and encourage and share my my wealth of information from all of my mistakes. Hey, you know, that's one of the things we're really proud of with what we do on this podcast is we talk a lot about failures. Yeah. And people glean, not only do they get so much out of that, but we all fail at things, right? And failure is never failure if you have the right attitude about it. It is always a launching pad if you have the right mindset about failure. And I just think that people get so much more out of that. Not only can they glean wisdom from it, but they can empathize with mistakes made. Absolutely. Failure is an event, not a person. Yeah. And I just feel like that's why, that, that's why uh, the people enjoy listening to the show so much is because of things like that. So I appreciate you willing to unpack that, but you got a lot of success too. So uh, you want to give us a little bit of your, your background and tell a little people about what you do and what you have done. Yeah. So I got married at 19, married, uh, married my high school sweetheart, uh, was an entrepreneur from 19. I had several things I was involved in. And uh, in 1983, I landed in the construction business and man, housing, building houses, custom homes, built about 85 homes. It was awesome uh, through 83 to about 85, 86. And then the economy slowed down and the uh, oil went to 10 bucks a barrel and the economy of Texas just literally came to a halt. And overnight I had 15 houses sitting empty for uh, two years. Yeah. And, and so I can, and, and I can attest to that, you know, like most of the people today, we know about 07 and 08, right. And, right. and what happened there. And, but in Texas, in the mid 80s, it was probably even worse than that. Well, the governor of Texas filed bankruptcy for 70 million dollars. So, I mean, it impacted everybody. I, he, he got it, too. 
Yeah, everybody. And one of the first shows I talked about my story, my dad had a business in, in the mid 80s and it went belly up. He was owed a million dollars. He owed every bank in town. Couldn't pay any of the banks because <laughs> he couldn't collect the money from the, he, he was moving oil companies. He was moving the rigs from site to site and he couldn't get paid. So the banks couldn't get paid. And so, I mean, your story, I mean, business just goes in cycles and it, it's a tragic thing when it goes so violently in one direction, but that's exactly what happened. But what I hate about those stories is you got successful people doing successful things and then all this, and then the economy just hits a, a massive bump in the road, yes. but it just drains your confidence and your yes. self-worth. Does it not? It does. Um, it, it impacts you emotionally more than physically. Physically is bad enough. Just trying to figure out how to pay for things, how to provide for the family, keep all the things you're doing going. But the emotional aspect of it is really challenging. And for me, my faith is what pulled me through, carried me through. God God met our needs and kept us encouraged uh, every step of the way. Yeah. So what you did next is what I marvel at. And that's what I wanted to really have you uh, do a little bit of a deep dive on was, uh, you know, in the business community, we call it an MLM, right? Multi-level yeah. marketing. But uh, tell us about your transition into what you did next. Yeah. So, uh, I, I was trying to wrap up all the houses that were going and we got a call. I got a call on a Saturday evening. The lady said, Hey, this is so-and-so. Uh, I've got some information about a new company. A friend of yours has started. And I'm like, who is this? And she tells me her name again. I'm like, how do I know it's you? Uh, you know? And she's like, it, it is me. I'm like, yeah, right. And she said, I'm telling you the truth. And I'm like, well, okay. She called me on my private line. You know, we owed everybody money at that point. So we had a private line that was back when you could have a second line and nobody had the number. And so she called on that number and it was an amazing uh, conversation. She began to tell me about the company. I got excited. Liz was out at the mall with the boys. She came in about 9.15, I guess. They closed the mall down and came in and I said, honey, you got to, you're not going to believe this, but our friend Andy Horner started a new company and we got to go check it out. And she said, what's the product? I said, it's jewelry. She said, I'm not interested. I said, but honey, it's tomorrow. This was Saturday night. It's tomorrow, Sunday afternoon. If I get a babysitter, would you go? Now, here's the funny thing. I uh, have never, I'm 28. I've never gotten a babysitter. So she felt really confident that if she says, sure, you get a babysitter, I'll go. We weren't going. So she, she said, if you get it, I'll go. So I went around the corner with my 25 foot curly Q cord, you know, on our uh, trim line phone hanging on the wall in the kitchen. I remember those. I, do what? I said, I remember those. Yeah. I called her parents, woke them up. It's about 10, 10 30 by now. And they said, yeah, we'd love to come watch the boys. So I went back around and said, honey, your parents are going to babysit. You woke my parents up. So it started off on the wrong foot. The next morning we got up and went to church. Uh, she was not just crazy excited that morning. We got in the car after lunch to drive to the meeting. And she looks at me and says, you're going to do it. And you don't care what I think. Now and we're driving to the meeting. We walked in and we got there. She ran in. She looked at the jewelry. I walked in behind her. She turned around and said, this will sell. Let's, let's do it. So, so she we get on got board into direct sales, multi-level marketing. It was more of a direct sales company, but we had a multi-level uh, uh, finance program, a commission plan. 
And uh, Shane, we just got out and started telling the story. We started sharing what we were doing. We started telling people they could make money with us too. And, and I'm just going to tell you, God blessed it. And over the next uh, 10 years, uh, we were able to make enough money to pay all of our debt from our building company back. It ended up being $2.2 million with interest uh, without filing bankruptcy. Yeah, that, that's an amazing story. And one of the things I wanted to impress upon this podcast, I wanted it to be about uh, integrity. You know, we don't hear we don't hear a ton about integrity in the business world. On a lot of these podcasts and shows I listen to, I don't hear about that as 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 a buzzword right now, right? You'll hear you know other other buzzwords, but you don't hear that. But at the end of the day, business is still about relationships. It's about character. And it's about integrity. And you had a chance to file bankruptcy, and I'm sure everybody else told you to do that, right? I tried to file five times. I had my my parents, my friends, a lot of people I respected were all saying, Randy, you need to file bankruptcy and get the pressure off. So we tried, but God kept saying, Randy, that's not my plan for you. And the fifth time, man, I was serious. We had borrowed money from Elizabeth's grandparents. Did you know you have to come up with money when you're filing bankruptcy? A lot of money. <laughs> it's like, I don't have any money. Well, but if you got 5,000, we can file this for you. So we had to borrow the money and we showed up at the attorney's office and we were sitting around a conference table and they slid the papers across. And I mean, I just got to tell you, I looked at Liz and said, I can't sign them. God's telling me, no, God was telling me, Randy, trust me, either you do or you don't do the right thing. And I really felt like uh, from just my heart telling me and my, uh, my mind as I would read scripture, as I would listen to uh, the Lord's voice in my in my heart. He was just telling me, don't do it. This isn't my plan for you. And so uh, he gave me a verse of scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not calamity, Randy, to give you a future and a hope. And that day we just looked at each other and said, we're not filing, keep the money. Y'all work it out as best you can to let that money go as far as it can go to try to work with our suppliers and our uh, our, our creditors, but you tell them we're going to pay every penny back. And so that's exactly what we did. It was a long, hard 10 and a half years, but it was so rewarding after the fact. So I look back now 35 years ago at that moment in my life and I go, wow, thank you, Lord, that I listened to you because we've just had great financial uh, success over the years. And a lot of it has been because people respected the fact that we didn't file bankruptcy at a difficult, dark time in our lives. Yeah, that's an amazing story. And and your uh your your ability to lean on God comes from your upbringing, right? Your dad was a was one of the original Baptist mega pastors. Pastor, yeah. Yeah. And and you have even been a pastor yourself at times. I know I I have heard you speak from a pulpit in front of in front of thousands of people and you do an amazing job. And so I've never pastored a church, but I guess I've spoke a lot from the platform in, in churches across the country. Yeah. So and I don't know if we can talk about uh money made on the MLM, but you were the original guy in Premier Jewelry, right? You were the number no. one guy. They were 90 days into the program. We were about the 101st person to get involved. Okay. But you guys company. were, you guys are probably, excuse me, 132nd. Yeah. The only reason I know is our jeweler number was 232 and they started with 101. So we were the 132nd jeweler to get involved in that business. 
I got you. And but you had an amazing run in Premier Jewelry. Unfortunately, it ended in December. Is that right or January? December of past of year, two thousand and twenty. Yep. But you had an amazing run for thirty years. I don't know if we can talk about income. Thirty-four and a half. The company was thirty-five years. Yep. Yeah, so you were Premier Jewelry 34 and a half years, and you made millions on that thing. We did. And you built this amazing downline. And what was the secret? This is something else I want to talk about, because I know this is all about relationships. What was the secret to building that downline as strong as it was? Well, I think the secret, there's a couple of them. Um, one is you just got to work. <laughs> you got to get out and talk to people, share your story, and just Tell people what you're doing. You don't have to be pushy. You don't have to try to talk people into anything. I tell people, just talk to people about your business. Don't try to talk them into your business. And so we just got out and talked. But I would say the, the, the primary thing above that is you have to be relational. You have to build relationships. And it's about people. It's not about what people can do for me. It's about what I can do for others. And if my motivation is to do something for them and I care about them, I want to enrich their life and encourage them, man, the sky's the limit. Yeah. And right behind your head, before we came on, you've got a framed handwritten, uh, it's almost a, it's a giant. That was one of his chalk talks. Yeah. So that, that was the owner of the company of premier jewelry. And and what what, what does that say? It says truth equals trust. So if you tell people the truth, you're going to build trust with people. And if you have a heart for service and a burden for people, and that burden for people is just to get out of yourself and get into others, help them expecting nothing in return. But if you do that, you're going to be filled with joy. And true joy is Jesus first, others second, yourself last. So that's kind of how We've operated our whole lives and we've operated last that last 35 years that we were involved with Premier Designs Jewelry. Yeah, and it and, and joy is an amazing uh thing that is it's one of those things that's hard to capture. It's like happiness, right? Well, it's not happiness. Happiness is based on circumstance, happiness is based on situations, joy is based on my relationship that I, I know God loves me, I know he cares for me, and that just gives me a confidence from within that it doesn't matter what happens to me today. I'm still his, he still loves me and I'm going to have a joyful day. Yeah. And and I can also attest because I've been around you for almost coming up on two years now. Uh, you, you've also written a book. It's called happy to do it. And it, it all plays into the same thing. And talk a little bit about that. Well, so happy to do it. I think the byline is get your snap on. The, the, the reality is everybody wants to be happy, but nobody wants to, everybody wants somebody else to make them happy. They want, they want things, they want positions, they want titles, they want, you know, uh, others to do it for them. And the reality is the way we get happy is to get out and go do something for somebody else. The greatest joy I get, and I'm going to tell you, most people would agree you're going to get is when you get out and go do something for somebody else. It's just amazing. Yeah. You, you, you hit an amazing line right there. You said people, everybody wants to be happy, right? But most people want to be happy by, they want somebody else to make them happy or they want a situation to make them happy. Right. How's your marriage? Well, it's not that great. My wife's not, you know, doing this, this or this, what they're saying is my wife's not making me happy. And the reality is, 
go serve your wife, all of a sudden she's going to change her whole uh, attitude around the house and you're going to get so much joy out of serving her and you're going to be a whole lot happier. Yeah. Now you touched on something right there. And, you know, most of the guests we have on, I'm, I, I don't know them that well, but I do know you that well. And I see, uh, I, I have watched the interaction between you and your wife. And I can honestly say, I don't know if I've seen any marriage that has been around for that long. How long have you guys been married? Uh, it'll be 44 years coming up in August. 44 years. And you guys are so blissfully happy. And I know it's a testament to what you just said. You know, we, Shane, we set a goal uh, for it was uh, August 13th, 1977. We set a goal when we married that we were going to see who could outserve the other. And we've just had so much fun trying to outserve each other. And you can't outserve. And every time I do something for her, makes her want to do something for me. And the more we do for each other, the happier we are in our relationship. It's just been fantastic. And I, I really believe the world we're living in right now is just such a selfish, self-centered uh, what, what's in it for me kind of a mindset. And the answer is if you just get excited about doing something for somebody else, you're not going to believe what it's going to do for you. Yeah. So that's an amazing concept, trying to outserve your spouse. Yes. And I can tell you, you, you know, and you led me onto this concept. I actually heard it when you, I heard you speak one time from the pulpit talking about that, uh, when Elizabeth asked me to do something, I snap my fingers and I go, happy to do it. And to be honest, some days I'm hacked to do it. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is go do whatever it is she's asking me to do. But I've conditioned my mind that when I snap my finger and say, happy to do it, it just brings me to that place of service and, and an attitude of service. And it just makes a big difference. Like today, this morning, and here we're getting on at 10 o'clock, I've already... I've already uh, made her breakfast, helped her make the bed, ran to the grocery store. I mean, oh my gosh, I, and I'm a businessman. I've got a lot to do today, but those are things I can do for her that let her know he really loves me. Good night. Look what he, he's got so much going on, but look what he's willing to do. And it just makes such a difference. Yeah. And I remember the first time I heard you say that, I said, I'm going to try that. <laughs> so, I mean, literally, so I go home and I start trying that over the weekend or, or, or whatever. And when you're on the receiving end of a happy to do it, right? So when, when it, it's one thing, if somebody like your wife asks you to do something, you say, yeah, I'll do that or say, yes, you know, that's one thing. But when you say the words happy to do it, something different takes place in, in you. Yes. Like it actually, it, it steps up your yes to another level, right? Well, and something different takes place in your spouse or whoever you're saying that to, because it takes them uh, to another level of just going, wow, that's awesome. He said he's happy to do that for me. Yeah. And, and that's so true. And when you're on the receiving end of that, because when I started doing happy to do it to her, guess what she started doing? Yep. She started saying happy to do it back to me. Absolutely. And when I was on the receiving end of the happy to do it, I was like, Man, that feels good. I There's like a boomerang that. effect in that. And when it comes back your way, you're going, I kind of like this. It does. So I encourage everybody out there. We don't ever talk about stuff like this. This is, this is like a business podcast, but it's also about life and relationships and things like that. But I encourage the people to try that. If you have a marriage, it's easy to say no, right? Your wife has to take out the trash, clean the dishes or whatever. It's easy to say no, but try to say 
not just yes, but try to say happy to do it and see what happens. Yep. Amen. And try to say that 10 times in a row. The next 10 things she asks you to do, try that and watch how that is reciprocated. It's an amazing boomerang effect, just like you said. It is. And, you know, Shane, it's really amazing even in business. Um, we just, uh, Draper Construction and Commercial Roofing is our business. Uh, uh, and we've, uh, we've just adopted that attitude of happy to do it. We're going to take care of our client. We're going to serve our customers, our suppliers. I mean, we're going to just uh, look after our uh, subcontractors. We just want to we want to be a company that's built on serving people. And it just makes such a difference. Yeah, it does. And I wanted to, I wanted to uh, slide over to that side. So uh, home builder, MLM for 35 years, but the last. Uh, God has a sense of humor. He put me back in construction. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you started a, a roofing company, I think in 2014. Yes. And you're still doing that today. And you're successful at that as well, which there's no surprise there. I, I wanted to touch on like like we we keep talking about integrity and and the boomerang effect of you know giving to giving to your customers whatever. There was one customer in particular, and I just love this story because I think it's just a microcosm of of working for you and the kind of individual that you are and what kind of influence you've been on me. Uh, a, a a lady that had a roof done, and she was a little bit on the uh, hard to please side, we should say. Yeah. I mean, she had some, she had some reasons for being a little bit displeased. We, our, our uh, crew that went out that day was the first time they'd ever done any work for us and they didn't do a good job. So that was part of it. Um, we, we accidentally ordered the wrong color gutters and they got installed and it wasn't the color she wanted. So she was unhappy about that. And of course, our project manager called me and said, Hey, I don't know what else to do. I've tried to do what I think I need to do. I've said what I need to say. What do I do? I said, what's her number? Let me give her a call. So I called her and Shane, she was unhappy. And I mean, literally for an hour, I just listened. I think a lot of times in business, when we're dealing with a customer who has an issue, the reason they're so frustrated and angry with us is we've not taken the time to listen. And then listen with an attitude of service. So I listened to what her problems were. And then my mindset was, whatever her problem is, we're going to address it. We're going to take care of it. We're going to do it over. You know, there's only two ways to do something, right and over. I mean, that's the only two ways to do it. So uh, I just listened and we started a dialogue. And after that conversation, I was very faithful to follow up and call her. When I told her I'd call, I called her. That's integrity. You know, people say, well, yeah, I have integrity, but then they're late to meetings and they don't return phone calls. And it's like, well, those are integrity issues too. But we ended up putting, we ended up taking brand new gutters off of her house. We put all new gutters back on the house. We ended up sending a another uh, one of our expert roofers over and he had to spend two days taking shingles, moving them around. Uh, we brought new shingles. I mean, when we finished that house was fantastic and she absolutely was a happy customer. And she and I ended up having a great relationship and had had a lot of really positive, encouraging conversations from a woman who was breathing fire to a woman who was very happy very satisfied and extremely pleased that we did what we said and we took care of her, even though it did end up costing us 
money. We didn't make any profit on her job, but you know what? One person running around talking bad about you is going to do more damage than 25 customers who just absolutely are pleased and love what you've done uh, for them. So uh, it's a priority for us to take care of people and to let them know you matter to God and you matter to us too. Yeah. And you, you said something cool there when you got on the phone with her and she was breathing fire. Uh, you did an amazing thing and, and you just, you didn't fight back. You didn't argue. You didn't say, you know, well, but, 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 but you just listened. Yeah. You let her get, and I was sitting next to Elizabeth when I had that conversation. And so Liz was like, wow, I'm impressed. You really allowed her to tell you what was bothering her and you listened. I said, honey, I know that's what I need to do. And, And that was probably hard to listen to, right? Well, it was. I got to admit, I learned that from 30 plus years working with women in the jewelry business. So <laughs> women want to be heard. They want you to act like you're interested in what they're saying and they want to know that you're listening. I mean, if you do those things, guess what? It's going to be a much better conversation. Yeah. And they don't want to know that you're trying to solve a problem, right? right. They just want you to listen. Yeah. And as a business owner, when somebody's just raking your business over the coals that you guys did a bad job, you did this bad, you did this bad, we don't want to hear that. And so, and, and I was privy to email exchanges back and forth, right? As, as far as what I do with you and this lady. And it was absolutely amazing because I knew how mad she was initially. And to watch her transition from that, I was like, man, that is an amazing thing that he did making that lady happy. Ended up essentially putting, let's say, a brand new roof, brand new gutters on there, made no money. But in the end, uh, she ends up being so happy. And now she's singing your praises all over town instead of the opposite. Yep. And that's the story that I love. That, that That's my favorite story about working for you is that story right there. We had another one where our crew showed up and roofed the wrong building for a client, <laughs> a new client. And we literally had to go roof the, the the original one we were supposed to roof. So they got two buildings for the price of one. They were so impressed by our, our uh, customer service and taking care of them. They ended up giving us all of their business. They own 60 buildings in Texas. We've already done probably 12 or 15 of them since that time. And we're going to probably do some more this year. So, you know, serving people, doing the right thing, having integrity, Character is who you are when nobody's looking. So if you're not, if you're one way at home and another way at, out in the field, that's a problem to begin with. But if you have integrity and you do the right thing, it's going to pay rich dividends every single time. Yeah, and that 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 building story where you roofed the wrong building—that that's a crazy story. Yeah, and you guys really did say, okay, we're going to eat that one. That one's our mistake. You go do another one. You'd make no money. Right. You actually lose money because now you put two roofs on. You're going to make good money. Now you've made no money. And they were so impressed with that, that you guys own that, that you did what was right, doing what it is right in business. I I always try to give that advice to do what's right. Don't make enemies anywhere, anywhere in business. There's no need to. You can always make things right. And so I love that story as well. And you have made a lot of money off of them doing, you know, like 12 or so roofs now. Yes. But uh, character is who you are when no one is looking. You know, we probably used to make those kind of phrases all the time, but I I really do think that in business today, we don't talk enough about this kind of stuff. But this is why I wanted you on the program today. and, and, And I so appreciate everything that you've unpacked for us 
And I really think that the people that tune into this one are going to get so much out of it. So you, you have any final parting shots for, for those listening today? Oh, I, I just, I, I guess I would challenge people just go look for somebody who's having a tough day and just encourage them and let them know that God loves them, matters to them. Uh, he, they matter to him. I mean, just do something nice for somebody. You won't believe what it's going to do for you. Just get out of yourself and get into others. And when you start thinking about others more than yourself, it is just going to be an amazing blessing to you. And you're going to have a wonderful day. Well, we could go on. We could go on for hours yeah. of just life lessons. And so I'd have to come back and do 30 more minutes. Sometime. I'll probably have you do that. So thank you again, sir, for your time. I enjoy working with you. Thank you. We uh, love we, having we, you be a part of our company. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's my privilege. I mean, I've, I've, I've just gleaned so much from you, just working from you for you. And so thank you again for being on the program today. And You're welcome. we will see you guys next time. All right. Thanks, everybody.